Volume Three, Chapter Sixteen of Mrs. Armitage or Female Domination by Mrs. Gore. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Helen Taylor. Chapter Sixteen. Oh, mother, mother, what have you done? Behold, the heavens do ope, the gods look down, and this unnatural scene they laugh at. Shakespeare arthur had luckily so timed his arrival that the ceremonial of dinner broke through in some degree the still weightier ceremonial of conversation between persons suffering under the constraint arising from mutual dissatisfaction the mere routine of shall i give you some mutton do you take sherry or madeira forms a welcome interruption to the meditations of those who having much to say yet dare not give it utterance politics too served their usual turn in the dining-room arthur fortunately found an infinite deal of nothing to communicate which he had recently heard put forth beneath the senatorial roof touching the malignant state of public feeling in ireland and the benignant intentions of the government even without alluding to the duodecimo speech of little dyke robsey touching his peculiar project of hibernian reform by laying down railroads across the bog of allen and the houseless wilds of connemara but all his attempts to beguile mrs armytage into a more conversable humour were unavailing her replies were as oracular as they were uncivil and every monosyllable seemed studiously intended to bring his remarks to a full stop in order to break forth on some topic of her own selection arthur and marian meanwhile sat forming unpleasant conjectures as to the nature of the subject that required to be ushered in with a degree of mystery and majesty rivalling the overture of the freischutz tea passed however without further explanation and mrs arthur was beginning to hope that they might at least get through that first evening without an explosion but her husband who having a communication to make on the morrow with his solicitors in town judged it unnecessary to defer certain inquiries of his mother touching the valuation of his sister's personal property indispensable in order to obtain probate of her will at length hazarded a few questions to mrs armytage which she chose to construe into a personal offence she had expressed she said in the first instance her determination not to concern herself in a matter from the administration of which she had been pointedly excluded by her daughter and considered all further reference to herself an insult arthur's reply was respectful but firm the inquiries he had made respecting the value of poor sophia's jewels were such as she alone could answer and such as his lawyers had judged important to the completion of their duty he regretted to harass her he regretted to distress her feelings but since she wished to resist all reference he must cause the estimates to be made by professional persons no doubt you will was the wayward woman's rejoinder i should recommend for the office your friend and ally mr gumption of thoroton it will be but one offence more against the decencies of your mother's roof one more degradation of your family and fame arthur was wisely silent for he saw nothing in so unjustifiable an attack demanding a reply 
but mrs armytage would not be so evaded understand however she resumed that there are certain humiliations to which i am not disposed to submit you from motives of your own may think proper to court the corrupt society of the spaldings regardless of the light in which such a dereliction from the principles of your family may place you in the eyes of the world on such points thank heaven i feel differently i do not choose the reputation of my house to be compromised by the secret connections of my son or my son's wife with a flippant libertine even though a peer of the realm i do not choose my neighbours and tenants to be scandalised by the indecent familiarities of a mrs arthur armytage with a titled coxcomb while residing at holywell arthur's lips grew white with rage and involuntarily he clenched his hands while marian trembling in her chair knew not to which party to turn for justification i can well understand pursued mrs armytage too much excited to notice the gestures of either that such proceedings may be strictly in accordance with the principles of the pupil of a lady emily mclaren or arabella quinn or that the daughter of a mr baltimore may discern nothing contrary to the proprieties of life in clandestine walks and assignations but stop cried arthur in a hoarse but imperative voice before you commit yourself further to these harsh and cruel accusations know madam that i am fully acquainted with every particular of my wife's conduct since we parted and that i am perfectly satisfied both with her proceedings and their motives perhaps so replied mrs armytage irritated rather than intimidated by his violence but my opinions also are to be consulted i am not satisfied my mind revolts from those licences of the fashionable world with which you may have been familiarised by a residence abroad or by frequenting society so profligate as that of spalding court i beg therefore to acquaint you mother interrupted arthur gasping for breath but standing erect before her you well know in what respect i have ever held your purity of mind and manners you well know what veneration your blamelessness of life has always commanded at my hands yet i swear to you by all that is holiest in heaven or earth not even yourself are more incapable of an immodest thought or action than my wife i would peril every drop of blood in my veins on the perfectness of her virtue marian's tears fell fast on hearing this attestation oh how she rejoiced at the circumstantiality with which even at the risk of wearying him she had related in her letters to arthur every particular of her meetings with lord wildingham nay even the reprehensions of dr grant but mrs armytage remained implacable she was only further enraged on finding her own conduct brought into comparison with that of such a person as jack baltimore's daughter it is very well cried she with you or with your blindness i have no need to argue it only remains for me to tell you that i will not have the house of my father's degraded by the infamy of others 
that i will not have an abandoned woman follow up her career of vice triumphantly under my roof silence cried arthur in a tone that seemed to shake the very walls silence or you will repent this shameful injustice but the angry spirit of mrs armytage became roused to a higher pitch by her son's imperative interdiction rising and confronting him while the glowing blood swelled every vein in her temples she exclaimed it is therefore my command that you seek some other shelter for the misconduct you are resolved to sanction holywell is no longer your home henceforward the doors are closed upon you and yours sleep this night for the last time under my roof and to-morrow quit my sight for ever thank heavens there are honourable men of my name and family more worthy to succeed to its inheritance arthur arthur cried marian flinging herself upon her husband's bosom entwining her arms at one moment around his waist and the next frantically placing her hands upon his lips to impede his utterance beware what you are about to do your whole life long will you repent your rashness if you are attempted to proclaim the truth arthur desist my dear husband for the love of me for the love of god reflect she is your mother arthur arthur would you destroy your mother and casting herself at his feet she imploringly embraced his knees and while her long fair hair hung dishevelled around her pale face again and again faltered in broken accents for my sake for your own spare spare your mother arthur armytage stood transfixed with amazement till that moment he had not half comprehended the excellence the patience the resignation of his wife she had then from the first been aware of the extent of her rights had throughout united with himself in forbearance towards her persecutress without once embarrassing him by allusion to her discovery of the will seizing marian's hands he raised her to his heart and again and again passionately embraced her her prudence had almost recalled him to reason but mrs armytage became infuriated by the sight of these evidences of mutual confidence and affection whatever mysteries you may have to unfold she observed in a concentrated voice i beg my feelings may not be spared at the intercession of that woman speak out sir complete your outrage as this will be i trust our last interview speak before you quit my house for ever your house he exclaimed no longer master of his indignation it is yours no longer your rule here has been tolerated only by my forbearance by virtue of a codicil to my grandfather's will lodged in the hands of lord rotherham the estate of holywell became mine on the attainment of my majority i claim restitution of my rights your haughty temper has broken the heart of my poor sister and bowed her to an early grave my child has been as a changeling in my house my wife an alien myself a miserable dependent 
but for marian's candour you would have raised between us a cloud of suspicion and discord fatal perhaps to our mutual happiness you would have driven us forth to poverty you would have made us vile you would have made us wretched but it is now your turn to suffer it is your pride which must henceforth be humbled for to-morrow in the sight of the whole world will i proclaim myself master of holywell his voice was broken by sobs of emotion irritated as he was arthur still shrank from the act of barbarous justice he was executing while marian seeing that all hope of concealment was now at an end sank half fainting into a chair but just as arthur was about to fly to her assistance his eye was arrested by the rigid figure of mrs armytage drawn up to its utmost height her eyes dilated her form motionless her face paler than marble and falling on the ground at her feet he involuntarily ejaculated forgive me mother forgive me i know not what i have been uttering i am mad wicked forgive me mother forget all i have been saying let the past be buried in oblivion forgive me mother confide in the repentance and dutiful submission of your son End of volume 3, chapter 16